Good day to you, Mr. Wilder. If you would like to come in, then Miss Stanhope will see you presently. Thank you. Miss Stanhope is extremely grateful you could take time out of your busy schedule to meet her. <laughs> really? Oh, yes. She didn't sound very grateful on the phone. Ah, uh, that is just Miss Stanhope's way. I'm often asked to convey courtesies on her behalf that she chooses not to give when the occasion demands. That sounds like an important job, Miss... Uh... Amanda, sir. Amanda Harris. It sounds like an important job, Miss Harris. Uh, she must trust you a great deal. Well, I have been with Miss Stanhope a very long time. You look far too young to have been with anyone a very long time. <laughs> I bet you say that to all the girls. Only the young and pretty ones. I am older than I look, Mr. Wilder, I promise you. I must tell you now before you meet her, well, more warn you, really, that Miss Stanhope is an eccentric. Oh, I know about your mistress. Her reputation precedes her. All her reputations precede her. Well, even if you are aware of Miss Stanhope's oddities, she has grown more erratic of late, more than she has been for some time. She has been much distracted these past weeks. She has not slept. I have known Miss Stanhope for many years, and I have never seen her so... Disturbed? No, afraid. That is the word. She is afraid. Very afraid. If you'd like to wait here, then I'm sure she'll be with you very soon. Amanda showed me into a hallway. I settled in a chair and waited. And waited. Even at this momentous moment, I couldn't help but get a little bored. I flitted my eyes around the room to pass the time. It was a huge, bleak place, festooned with ebony statues of naked people, ivory ornaments, and dust. The floor was decorated with black and white squares. A giant chessboard. Mr. Wilder, welcome to my humble home. Suddenly there she was, standing on the square reserved for the Black Queen, was Helvetica Stanhope, swathed in a stunning oriental gown, hiding behind huge sunglasses and a mud pack. I was in awe, unable to speak, unable even to breathe. She made no move to greet me. She just proffered her hand in my direction as an invitation for me to kiss her ring. I hope the raccoon did not bother you. Bryson doesn't like to drive alone, and the zebra does not fit in the car. No, the raccoon was lovely. I'm sorry I didn't recognize you on the phone, Miss Stanhope. I've watched your movies so many times, but, of course, I rarely hear your voice. Do not apologize. I tire of apologies. It is all I hear anymore always, apologies. It is either I am sorry, there is no market for you silent stars anymore. We want voices, talking. And then when I say, but I talk. Listen, hear my voice. I am in your office talking to you with my voice. They say, no, we are sorry. There is not a market for your kind of voice at the moment. Not with McCarthy and his communist trials. Ha! My kind of voice. I flee the Bolsheviks to come here and they think my voice is communist? Ah! You have my sympathies. I do not need your sympathies. The local store takes dollars and cents. They do not take sympathies. Come. Into my boudoir. We will be more comfortable there.